This is In the Word with Malcolm Weber. All of us have received a work in the Lord. We've received a purpose. We've received gifting, a calling, something that He's given us to do, okay? That's our work that we've received in the Lord. And Paul says, take heed that you complete that work. Wow. I don't want to stand before the Lord on the last day and, God forbid, not even know what that work was. Welcome to In the Word with Malcolm Weber. In His great love for us, God doesn't just open up His purposes to us in His Word, but also through many other avenues. Today, Dr. Weber explains how our life experiences have a way of directing us to His purposes in the first part of his message, Understanding Our Life's Experiences. that there are essentially six ways to discern what God's will is for our lives. Whether it's looking to discern God's purpose for a particular choice or decision that we have to make, or whether it's God's purpose and plan for our overall lives as a whole. And here are the six ways, and let's read them together. We discern the will of God through the illumination of the Holy Spirit by the Word of God, the thoughts of our minds, the witness in our hearts, revelation from God through dreams, visions, and prophecy, the counsel of others, and the understanding of our lives' experiences. These are the six ways that we can perceive what the will of God is. That's probably the question that I'm asked the most. How do I know what God wants me to do? How can I tell what is the word of God? Well, here are the six ways, and that's why we've been teaching on that, so that we can know what is His purpose, and then we can fulfill it. And we've been spending a number of months on this, and we come this morning to number six, the understanding of our lives' experiences. We're going to look at some principles this morning in God that will help you to look at your life, that will help you to look at what has happened in your life to this point and to see what God has been doing in your life and to see what God has been preparing you for. This is something that we need to do. We need to stop and look. We need to stop and meditate on our lives. And this is something that we should do periodically. We need to bring alignment of our lives with the will and the purpose of God. And let me give to you just a little way of understanding things here. And notice here, this is the starting point. And this represents when you gave your life to the Lord Jesus and your new life in Christ began. Okay, that's the start. That's the beginning. And then from there, here is the purpose of God. Is this line here. But so often, a line such as this represents our lives. We're getting off in a tangent. We're going off in a course other than what was God's purpose for our lives. And the principle is this. If you're not aligned, the further you go the further away you get. You understand that? You see, the further you go in life, if your life is not lined up with God's purpose, the further you go, the greater the distance between your purpose and His purpose becomes. You see that? The further you go. You see, that shows us the need for regular, frequent alignment of aligning ourselves back 
with the purpose of God so we don't get too far down the line and end up. It becomes a very painful thing many times for us when we end up so far out of whack. You know that? Out of whack. Does that make sense? Out of line, you know? And we end up, God just has to wrench us back sometimes because we're so far off the mark. What happens is so many times in our lives, we are more led by the circumstances around us than we are actually consciously and deliberately pursuing the will of God in systematic fashion in our lives. But we're more led just by the influences and the circumstances that happen around us and that pull us, you know, one way or the other than there being actually a long-term plan and a long-term purpose at work in our lives. We don't want to be just blown about, you know, the next wind that comes our way. And some of us are. We spend our lives just lurching back and forward with the next wind that blows our way rather than having a steady, consistent, systematic following of the purpose of God. So we need to stop. We need to stop and get before the Lord and get quiet before God and meditate on our lives before the Lord Jesus and give him the chance to give us understanding of our life and what's happening in our life and to bring us into alignment. Amen. We shouldn't just keep on going, you know. So many of us, we just go and we go and we go. And we never stop to think. We never stop to meditate. We never stop to understand, to grasp the big picture of what the Lord's doing. And all of a sudden, we wake up one morning and we're 10 years older. Or maybe we're 20 years older. You know, maybe 30 or 40. And and we look back and it's like, where did it go? Where did that time go? And we realize that we've just been going in this flurry of activity, but we didn't really accomplish anything much. You understand what I'm saying? The reason that happens to us is because we didn't bring alignment. It's because we didn't periodically, regularly get before the Lord and allow Him to bring us back in line with His purposes. And we need to develop this as one of the spiritual disciplines of our lives to get before the Lord and to come into alignment with His purpose. Now, what I'm saying is going to mean a lot more to you if you're older than if you're younger. If you're young, it's like, well, what's the big deal? You know, here's the will of God. Let's go at it. You know, that's great. That's great. But as you grow, you'll find that there'll be many influences and forces and confusing things just pulling you and pushing you. And that's why if you will, when you're young, build into your lives habits and disciplines of being before the Lord regularly, frequently, periodically, and allowing Him to bring you back into line. That will serve you very well as you grow older. We don't take the time to do that, do we? You know, Because we're so busy. We're just zooming around in all of these directions, just going in 50 directions at once, kind of like a chook with its head cut off. You know what a chook is? What's a chook? It's a chicken, of course. Like a chook with its head cut off. You know, you cut off a chook's head and it'll still run around, you know, just all over the place, you know, for a while, you know, after it was killed, you know. Just going in all directions at once. Chook with its head cut off. Or... Kind of like in the old cartoon, you know, the Tasmanian Devil? You ever seen that one? You know, this, this little whirlwind, you know, just... You know, just this tornado of activity. Can you see yourself in that little fella, can you? Any of you? Come on now, be honest. <laughs> don't look at me so pious. You know, but we do, don't we? You know, we just get involved in doing so many things all at once in our lives. It's just this, whoa, this, this great tornado of activity. And we never stop. We never stop to give God a chance to tell us which 
of it is him and which of it isn't, you know. And then if we do that, again, guys, we're going to end up waking up in 20 years' time and we're going to realize that we gave so much of our time and our energy and our lives to things that weren't of God. And they might have been good things, but they weren't his purpose for us. So we need to, as a discipline, allow God to bring us into alignment. We should do this weekly as a part of our Sabbath rests. What's that you say? Well, that's my point. Hello. (laughs) That every week to spend at least an hour or two, okay, before the Lord, specifically on this, specifically on this issue of alignment. And remember, I taught on Sabbath rest quite a while ago. And remember how there were three aspects of this in the Sabbath rest. There's looking back, looking up, and looking ahead. Those three aspects of being before the Lord and meditating on our life and letting Him show us, give us understanding of what's happening. Back And looking back means that we look back on the events of the prior week or couple of weeks and we allow the Lord to show us what was the real meaning of what was happening. What were our motives, for example, in what we were doing? You know, what needs to be changed? So we look back on what has just happened. And then we look up means that we open our lives before the Father and we allow Him to deal with our hearts, to deal with our motives and what's going on, what really are our agendas, what's happening in our lives, what's happening in our hearts. And to allow Him to bring an alignment with His character and with His way. And then we look ahead, which means we meditate on the events that are coming up. And by the Spirit, we think them through in a meditative spiritual way and we allow the Lord to show us maybe we've got some things planned that he doesn't want us to do or there are other things that he does want us to do or he gives us instruction on how to approach things and all of those things should be a part of our weekly alignment sessions with God okay don't think of it as a Sabbath rest if you've got a problem with that terminology think of it as a weekly alignment session with God right I mean we do that with our cars don't we at least we should. <laughs> if you don't, that's why your tires wear out. That's why mine wear out. <laughs> you know, we take the cars in and have the oil change and get all the, you know, all the stuff aligned and all that. We need to do that spiritually with the Lord. Allow God to give us a spiritual tune-up and to do it weekly. Because the sooner we do it, if we're getting off track, which we do do, the earlier that we catch that, the less painful it is to bring it back into line with what are God's purposes. Amen. One of the guiding scriptures of my life is this verse in Colossians chapter 4. And I find this just a scary verse. This is a really fearful verse. Colossians 4.17 Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. All of us have received a work in the Lord. We've received a purpose. We've received gifting, a calling, something that he's given us to do. Okay, That's our work that we've received in the Lord. And Paul says, take heed that you complete that work. Wow. I don't want to stand before the Lord on the last day and, God forbid, not even know what that work was. You understand? And I don't want to stand before the Lord on the last day and having known what that work was, and I know what my work is, and I'm sure many of you do as well. You know what your work is. I don't want to stand before Him and not have completed that work. But I want to be a faithful servant 
who is doing specifically what God's given me to do. Doing what's good and right and all of that, that's fine, but that's not it, guys. What we want to do is His will. His exact specific will for us. Just because something sounds like a good idea or just because somebody else is doing it, hello, doesn't mean we have to copy it. All right? But we need to know what has God given us to do individually, of course, as a church as well, how he's leading us. And that's the only way that we will do what Paul told us to do here in this verse, that we will complete the work that he's given us. That verse really scares me. I think there's more fear of God in that verse than many others in the scripture. And if we're going to complete the work, then we need frequent alignment, don't we? We need to be meditating on our lives, on the work of our lives. What are we doing? How are we doing it? What are our motives? How are we conducting ourselves? Are we really fulfilling His purpose? We need to do that frequently. The more frequently we do that, the less painful it will be. And so we're going to look this morning at some principles concerning meditating on your life's experiences, about how to understand the experiences of your lives. This is our first principle, and that is this, that your purpose may be revealed by the divine connections given to you. This is something to meditate on. We say with me, divine connections. Divine connections. Our lives are filled with divine connections, whether we realize it or not. God gives you these connections to help you to fulfill the purpose that He's given you. And you see, your purpose is not found or fulfilled in a vacuum. Okay? Your purpose is not just accomplished over here, but your purpose is found in the context of relationships with others that God has given you. That's where your purpose is found, and that's where it is fulfilled. And so many times we can discern what the purpose actually is by meditating on those relationships that God has set around us, by meditating on the divine connections that He's given us. Do you understand that? Our lives, all of our lives are filled with divine appointments. God brings you into relationship with other people. And these are not just arbitrary, accidental occurrences, but these are systematic parts of God's plan to help you fulfill His purpose. So we need to meditate on it and understand it. Let me give you an example out of my own life. A number of years ago, back in the mid-80s, just after I was married, and I was part of another church there, and I was in great need of a job. And I was in a meeting on a Sunday night at the church, had no job, was asking the Lord for a job, believing Him for a job, was in desperate need of a job. Have you ever been in that situation? You're in desperate need of a job. And as I was walking from A to B in the church that night, I happened to walk past a man by the name of Steve Shazelsky. Okay, I didn't, I didn't even know him. I think I'd met him once, months before, but I really didn't even know who he was or what he was or anything about him. But I just happened to walk past him. And as I walked past him, what I didn't know was that his company, which he was the manager of, they were looking to hire somebody for a particular position. Okay, And he was right then and there before the Lord, asking the Lord, Lord, who is it that you want me to ask to apply for this position? And right then I walked past him. And he looked up and he saw me and he was just impressed of the Lord to ask me. Okay, All right, so just this chance walking past of this man, of Steve, who most of you know, <laughs> He was in the first meeting this morning. Got a laugh out of this. And just through that, he gave me a call. Hi, I'm Steve Shazelsky, and I didn't know who he was. Couldn't even pronounce his name. Still can't. But, um, 
And he said, you want to come and apply for the job? And so, of course, I, you know, without trying to sound too desperate, I said, well, you know, I might be able to find some time in my busy schedule. Um, let me just give you a tip here. You see, you, you don't want to seem too needy at these times, okay? You need to let them know who's boss, okay? This is how you do it, all right? You, you need to let them know that they need you more than you need them. You see that? This is how you do it. Just learn, learn some things here, guys. Okay. <laughs> I did, yeah, he thought that was pretty funny. But anyway, <laughs> of course I went for the interview and ended up, they offered me the job and I started working there and it was a great job working with great people and God just blessed us tremendously and a lot of wonderful things happened as, as a part of working there. One of the things that happened was the company that I was working for, headquarters was down in Florida, and their branch down in Florida had a customer down there, which was a very big boat company. Our company made industrial equipment that was used in manufacturing plants, okay? It would sell to a lot of boat companies and bathtub companies and the fiberglass industry. And so they had this big customer, huge boat company, big, down in uh, Orlando. And that company, this was back before the recession, earlier, you know, the first part of this decade, and they were expanding and they were going to open a new plant in uh, Tennessee, okay, the customer was, and so they wanted to buy a bunch of equipment from our company, and so, of course, our company sold it to them, and then, you know, our company needed to have one of our people in charge of the uh, account, you know, with this uh, particular company, and so, of course, we needed to put our best man on the job, uh, but he was busy, so they sent me. <laughs> to take care of such a, such a customer. And so I started going down to Tennessee and working with this customer and eventually I got to know the owner. I mean, it was just kind of like that. Or at least the son of the owner, there were three children, the man that started it. This was the largest privately owned boat company in the country, okay, is, is what it was, huge. Very successful company and the, the owners were Christians, a Christian family, a spirit filled. And I began to know the son whose name was Tim and Tim and I became very close friends very quickly. I mean, really close personal friends. And so I'd go down there on business and we talk a little bit about business and a lot about God, you know, <laughs> on, the, on our business trips. And began to get to know Tim, and, and Tim was just wrestling with some things in his life and the direction of God upon his life and God's purpose for him. And I was able to minister to Tim, and, and he was able to minister to me. And to cut a long story short, Tim was feeling that his leading was into the area of missions and to be doing stuff in other countries. And anyway, cut a long story short, they ended up establishing a missions organization, TCCI. Teams Commission for Christ International. You ever heard of that? Amen. Tim started this organization, which, as you know, is the organization that we've worked with and we've planted several churches now in Central America. We planted one church in Guatemala, up in the mountains of Via Tortensia, you know, right up in Gorilla Territory. And then we planted another one in the Yucatan Peninsula just a couple of years ago. And God has given us a great opportunity of, of being involved in some significant works in Central America, working with these brethren. And of course, your relationship with the group that you're working with is very significant. Uh, you know, you need to know who you're working with and have a mutual trust and so forth when you're going to be in the guerrilla territory. We were in guerrilla territory when they established these works. That's not the baboon guerrillas, that's the gun-carrying guerrillas, you know. And the village, Via Tortensia, had been destroyed with hand grenades seven years before we were there. And hundreds of villages in Guatemala destroyed, both by the guerrillas and by the government. They just go in and just, they kill everybody, men, women, and children. One uh, village that we went to and ministered in had about 100 people, I think, in the village, and four of them were men. You know, the rest were widows and orphans. All of the men had been killed, either by the guerrillas or by the government. 
a lot of violence, terrible, uh, really wild place. But anyway, so, so we had this relationship. You know, our church had this relationship with this sending organization, which has been a wonderful relationship you know, because of the relationship that I had with Tim, because, think it all back, just because I happened to walk past Steve one night at church. You see what I'm saying? I mean, just out of this accidental occurrence, this accidental relationship, all sorts of things end up happening. Accidental. They're not accidental. God is working there. And I could give you scores of examples like that of divine appointments and divine connections in my life. And there are these same things that work in your life as well. Things that we see as just accidental. They're not accidental. God is working there. And so we need to walk in the Spirit and perceive things spiritually to understand the relationships that God has given us, the people that He's brought us into contact with. Why has He brought us into contact with these kinds of people? You see, that's a reflection of the purpose that He has for your life. You see that? That's why God brought me in contact with Tim, because he had a heart for missions, and God had called him to establish this sending agency, and we as well had a heart to work with sending agencies, and you know, you see it all worked in together. And believe it or not, it took me a while to realize that. After Tim established the organization, it was several years, and you know, and he'd tell me and keep me informed of what they're doing, and oh, I'd say, oh man, that's great, Tim, yeah, that's great. And meanwhile, we're believing God to open doors for us to plant churches in foreign countries, and I'm serious, it took me a couple of years for the penny to drop. And one day, all of a sudden, I just kind of, huh, I said, Tim, why don't we work together? Like, yeah. You know? And so we did, you know, but sometimes we're so thick, you know. So that's what we need to do is meditate on the connections. You know, sometimes the connections that you're asking God to give you, He's already given you, you know, they're right underneath your nose, you know. He's already brought you into these relationships. You know, but we're looking off over here. But that's just an example of how our lives are these complex networks of relationships and of chance, quote-unquote, accidental, quote-unquote, connections with people. So as we meditate on our lives, as we meditate specifically on the divine connections that God has given us, that gives us an understanding of what His purpose for us is. Amen. Secondly, your purpose will be found and lived out in step-by-step obedience. Will you say step-by-step obedience? That's how it works. Now, we're not always too pleased with that. Many times, we want to see the whole thing, you know? We've just been saved. We're 19 years old, and we're saying, God, I want to do your will, you know? You remember when you were 19 and just got saved? It's like, God, I want to do your will. You know, what is it, Lord? And, and we're kind of thinking that he's going to show us the whole thing. And about the time we hit our late 30s, you know, we realize that ain't how it works. <laughs> That's not how it works. He doesn't show us the whole thing. And I'm glad that he doesn't show us the whole thing. Amen. Sometimes I think that if God had shown me at certain points in my life what lay ahead, I probably would have gone the other direction, you know. Probably would have moved to Australia or, you know, somewhere or Antarctica or, you know, something. Just, oh, get out before all that happens. But, but God just gives you bit by bit. And so the purpose of God will be progressively revealed. See, God doesn't give you the whole picture. You know why he doesn't give you the whole picture? You start then and figure out how you're going to do it. 
That's what we do. That's what I would do. There's a, a man who I believe has got a great prophetic ministry and he's ministered here. And I knew that the Lord had shown him something for me personally, you know. So I asked him, do you know what the Lord has given me to do down the line? And he said, yes, he's shown it to me. And I said, well, could you tell me? And he said, no. And I said, why not? And he said, because you'd try to do it. <laughs> oh, boy, he knows me better than I thought he did. <laughs> but I would. I mean, we'd figure up all of our plans and we'd go at it, man. We'd try to conquer that thing and accomplish it, you know. And so he just gives it to us piece by piece. And sometimes that's bad. I mean, we think it's bad. It kind of puts a little more stress on us. We need to take it by faith and kind of walk with him, believing him that he's leading us on and guiding us into more and more. But also many times it's good. Many times I know we would run from what God has for us down the line if he would show it all to us at once. So God leads us on step by step. He opens the path of our life before us step by step. Look at Jesus' words in Matthew 6. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own to think about. Don't worry about tomorrow. God will take care of tomorrow. Focus today on obeying the Lord step by step. Don't worry about what's going to be the big stuff down the line. Just concentrate on the little stuff that he's given you to do right now. Be faithful in what he's called you to do right now, and then he'll open up more for you down the line. And that's what he said in Luke 16. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. But he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. God doesn't just give you the whole big thing and just drop it in your lap. He gives you a little bit, and then he sees if you will be faithful in that little bit. Wow. See, step-by-step obedience. He gives you one step. As you're faithful in that step, he opens up the next one to you. As you're faithful in that, he opens up the next one to you. That's how it works. We want to go from A to Z, don't we? And skip all the intermediate things, but those are not the ways of God. God's ways are step-by-step. Faithfulness in a little, and then he gives you more. Be faithful in that, and then he gives you more. He's not into us taking these quantum leaps into massive stuff. He's really not. Step-by-step obedience is how he opens it up. And that's so hard for us to learn. That's so hard for us to accept and to grasp because we all want to start at the top, don't we? (laughs) Come on. Sure you do. You know, because after all, I mean, we're pretty important dudes, you know, and we really kind of deserve to start at the top, don't we, you know? So, for example, if we think that God has given us a call for evangelism, what we do is we sit by the phone waiting for Reinhard Bonnke to call us and to invite us to preach to half a million Nigerians all in one meeting. Meanwhile, our own neighbors are lost and dying, but we don't have time for them because we're too busy trying to hit the big time. It's truth. It's truth. And I've met so many Christian ministers over the years who are forever waiting for the big break when God has called them to be faithful in a little before he'll give you more. Wow. We're so glad you joined us for In the Word with Malcolm Weber. 
a weekly podcast featuring selected teachings from Dr. Weber's over 40 years of ministry. Find more teachings along with books, courses, tools, and other resources from Dr. Weber at www.leadersource.org. Tune in next week for the second part of this message, Understanding Our Life's Experiences.